Hey guys, to recap our series Passion, we learned what being passionate truly means. And there is someone who is all in for us. Tune into our last week of Passion where we'll talk about sacrifice. Enjoy. If you don't know me, um, as Nati introduced me, I'm Steven. And for those of you who do know me, I'm also Steven. Um, hasn't even been a minute. I'm already making dad jokes. <laughs> um, so I'm really nervous. Um, I don't know if you could tell. Um, this is, like you guys know, it's my first time doing this. Um, I was literally told, like, last Friday that I'm going to be doing this um, by our wonderful youth pastors, Alex and Raf. I appreciate their life so much, and, like, they're the best. It was just a funny story how this all happened. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was talking to Gio, and um, he was like, yo, next week, you're preaching. This was a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I laughed in his face. I was like, you're crazy. Um, and then he calls Raf over, and he's like, yo, come here, Raf. And I'm like... Um, and he starts telling her, he's like, hey, put this kid to preach. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to throw up. I don't know about you, but I'm not, I, she, I legit got nauseous when he said that. I, don't, I got really nauseous. Um, but, you know, just Stephen things, I guess. Um, and, yeah, now I have the honor to be here and to talk to you guys and see you guys from this perspective. And seeing this right in front of me, I've never... Um, but yeah, how about we pray really quick before we get started? Um, God, thank you for this day. Thank you for this evening, Lord. Thank you for bringing us all here together, Lord, to learn more about you and to learn deeper about who you are and what you require from us, God. And we pray that once we leave this place, Lord, we leave completely different than we came in, God. And that's all we ask you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, so um, today I'm going to be... The, the title of the preach, for those of you who are taking notes, is Let It Go. Yes, like the Frozen song. Um, it's called Let It Go um, because I split it up into three sections. Let, it, and can you guess the next one? Go. Um, and so we're going to start off with let. Um, can you guys turn on your Bibles? To, Sammy told me to say that. Um, you guys turn on your Bibles to Luke 9.57. Hold up, let me get it here. I got to turn it on as well. Let me know when you guys are ready. I'll give you like 10 seconds. Five, four, three, two. Okay, so you guys there? We there? We're together? Love it. Um, okay, so let's start reading. So 57, we're going to read all the way to the end. Is it on the screen? Cool. Um, as they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests. But the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. He said to another person, come follow me. The man agreed, but he said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. But Jesus said, but Jesus told him, let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go preach about the kingdom of God. Another said, yes, Lord, I will follow you, but first let me say goodbye to my family. But Jesus told him, anyone who puts a hand to, to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. So I don't know about you, but when I read that, I was like, dang, Jesus is a jerk. Why, why isn't he going to let him say bye to his, his family? Um... And I related to that because I thought, like, yo, 
I love my family. I would want to go say bye to them before, you know, I go spend my life with this dude. Um, my parents are here. Say hi to my parents. Um, I want to tell you a quick story about my family. Um, at the age of two, um, me and my family, we moved to Canada, Ontario. Um, and we moved there. Don't really remember why. I think we just didn't have, like, papers or something like that, you know. Um, and when we got there, it was basically us against the world because we didn't know anybody. We didn't know anything. We didn't even know English, except for maybe my brother. I don't know. I'll talk about my brother in a second. Um, am I talking too fast? Okay. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, it was basically us against the world. And, and so that just meant that we were so close and we just do everything together. We were united and just, I, I admire my family for just making that sacrifice of, you know, raising us even though the hard situations and and I also want to honor my brother because he taught me to speak English. And if I didn't know English, <laughs> I'd be out of here. Um, and, and yeah, so then we came here and we moved here by when I was like about to turn nine. I was eight, about to turn nine. It was December. My birthday's in January for those of you who want to give me a gift. Um, and yeah, so I was still pretty young relatively. Um, and yeah, so my parent, my family and I have always been very close. Um, so I put myself in these people's shoes and it was like, how do you expect me to like not go say bye to my family in which I've spent all of my life with for some guy that I just met? Does that make sense? Um, and, and as I kept reading further like into more chapters, I realized that God, I mean, Jesus isn't really a jerk. He was just trying to see where their heart was at. Um, he was trying to see how much they valued the opportunity that they got. Because um, as some of you may know, sacrifice is relative. What that means is that people have different values. Like, for example, to some people, they might have not spent so much time with their family. And they would have been like, all right, Jesus, let's go. Um, but to these people, it was freaking hard. Am I allowed to say that? Because Bubby corrected herself last time she said that. Um, but, yeah, that's hard to some people. Like, for example, me. But, like, some people that didn't have maybe too much connection with their family. It'd be easy to be like, okay, that ain't no thing. Um, so that's what I mean when I say people have different values and sacrifice is relative. Like, think about something that maybe is easy for you to give away. And... If, if it were to be like, if Jesus were to come up to you and be like, hey, give me this. It'd be like, okay, Jesus, you can have it. But think about something that you've had and you've worked for and something that you really hold really dear to your heart. And if Jesus comes and he's like, hey, can I have that? Leaves you thinking a little bit, huh? And now we're going to go into what it is that maybe we would have to sacrifice which is the second part called it. We finished let, and now we're going into it. And I want to tell you guys a little bit, a little, another story about myself. A little bit more than a year ago, um, I had to make a huge sacrifice in my life. Um, I had to give up something that I loved the most in my life. Um, and what that was, was worship. 
I put it in quotations. I'll explain in a second why. But let's just think about that. Quotations. Um, and I want you guys to go one chapter ahead from where we were to Luke 10, um, 38. I'll give you like a couple seconds. Okay, I have to do it myself. I forgot to turn the page. Okay, so sorry, I forgot to mention we're reading it in NLT. Um, the title should say Jesus visits Martha and Mary. So we're going to go ahead and read that. You guys ready? Okay. So as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem a little unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. Now that right there is huge. Um, because that's something that I was able to discover throughout the process that I, was, um, that I had to sacrifice worship. When I had to sacrifice worship, basically what that means, some of you may be like, what does that mean? He sacrificed worship? Um, what that means is that um, for a couple of months, I got taken off of here on the platform and anywhere serving. Um, and I just had to sit like everybody else. Um, and it sucked. Because, like I said, it's what I love to do the most. I love being here. I love singing. I love everything that has to do with music. So I was happy here. This was my comfort zone, happy zone. Um, and it was great. But once I made the sacrifice, I was able to learn a lot. And I was, wait, hold on. I want to recap on the passage really quick before I explain what I learned. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so in this passage, Martha is extremely caught up in serving Jesus while Mary is only at Jesus' feet. Where we might also agree with Martha and be like, yo, Jesus is in the house. Why is she just sitting there? Um, but in reality, I came to realize throughout my process that worship isn't about serving. And that was my issue. When I was here serving, doing worship... My worship wasn't real. It wasn't authentic. It was just being here on the platform is what gave me identity. And it wasn't really found in actually worshiping God, um, which Ma Mary um, makes pretty clear. Like all it, has to do, all it has to be is just surrender and staying at his feet, staying, focusing on what's there, not on what has to be done. Um, while um, Martha, she was just going around, going crazy, um, trying to make dinner, trying to, like, clean the whole house. But that's not what Jesus wanted. Jesus came because, you know, he's Jesus, and he was teaching and, like, just, just Jesus things. Um, while, yeah, and Martha was just going crazy for no reason because she was finding her identity in serving, where where she had to be, as Jesus said, was at his feet. And when I was able to recognize that worship didn't have to do with serving or service, 
that's when I realized that the sacrifice was worth it because I was, my passion is worship, but the issue was I was pursuing it the whole, like, the wrong way. And like you guys know, this series is about passion. Um, that's why I'm kind of mentioning passion. Um, so I want to invite you guys to think about what it is that you're passionate about and think, am I pursuing it correctly? What do I need to do? What do I need to sacrifice so that I can correctly pursue my passion? I want you guys to take a second to think about that. Just what is your passion? Why don't you guys close your eyes really quick and just think, what is my passion? And what do I have to do? What do I have to sacrifice so that I can pursue my passion correctly? Is it maybe your free time? Is it maybe your nap time? Is it maybe a toxic friendship? I want to come off of that topic, friendship, really quick. If you're looking into your friendships and you may be thinking, hmm, my friendships are pretty good. Uh, I don't think I have any toxic friendships. Either you're right or maybe you're the toxic person in that friendship. I want you guys to really think about that and really think, who am I in this friendship? Do I need to sacrifice this friendship so that I can grow? Do you maybe have to sacrifice an addiction? I just want you guys to think about that throughout the rest of this. And now we're going to go on to the third part, which is go. Um, which is really funny because when I was doing this, I thought of a song by Hillsong called Go. And literally the first lyrics are, we're giving it all away, away. You guys are probably thinking, all right, Stephen, what does that have to do with anything? Um, I'll talk about it in a second. Um, so yeah, this part, super crucial. Um, so I want to recap really quick the steps we've gone over. So we've, yeah, we've covered let, we've covered it, and now we're going to talk about perfect. Now, why is this step so important? Think about this. If we take out go from the phrase, what do we have? Right. Um, we have let it. Now, this is huge because if we all have, if all we have is let it, then that's all we do. We're stuck in a cycle where we're constantly letting what we need to sacrifice overcome us. We constantly procrastinate um, in figuring out when, how we let something go or what it is we have to let go. We're, and then we're stuck in this cycle that's overcoming us. I say we because I'm human and I've gone through this. Or am I the only human here? Um, so is this really how we want to live? In a constant cycle where we're just being overcome by our addiction, our toxic friendships, our free time that is preventing us from pursuing our passion? I want to be the one to tell you guys that you don't have to live like this. When we find what it is that hold, that's holding us back from pursuing our passion, we need to take the bold decision of letting it go. Now, I say bold. Why? Because 
letting it go hurts. It hurts. Sacrificing hurts. How many of you guys like being tall or would like to be tall? Show of hands. Right. And I remember growing up when I would go to bed sometimes, um, I would feel this pain in my legs. And it was the worst, but it was also the best. I would get so excited when I'd feel that pain because I was like, I'm growing. Um, and, and sacrifices work the same way. The pain you feel when you make a sacrifice, that's growing pain. And yeah, and it's growing pain. And it's something that needs to happen for you, obviously, to grow. Because if you're not feeling that pain in your legs, sorry to tell you, but you're not going to grow. Um, so if you're not feeling the pain from the sacrifice, you're not letting it go. You're not going to grow closer to pursuing your passion. Does that make sense? And this is where I really want to mention something super important. It's don't forget to grieve. You know, sometimes we feel this pain and we kind of think, it's fine. Time will heal it. That's one of the biggest lies I've ever heard in my life. Time will heal it. That's false. The last thing I want to get across is extremely important. Yeah, and it's don't forget to grieve. Sorry, I was reading from here. Um, when we lose something, we need to go through the process of grief. And you're probably thinking, there's a process of grief? Yeah, it has five steps, actually. Um, I'm going to explain them really quick, run through them. The first one is denial. This is where we might think, like I said, I'm fine. Oh, it's nothing. Oh, time will heal it. It'll be okay. And, and somebody asks you, hey, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. But on the inside, you're dying, dude. And you're really going through it. And it really be like that sometimes. The second one is anger. This one's pretty self-explanatory. But like to explain it a little bit, this is where we kind of tend to blame God. And, like, when bad things happen to us or maybe we sacrifice something, um, it's like, God, why did you take that away from me? You know how much I love that. Why would you take that away from me? Do you not love me? Do you want bad things against me? Do you, like, what, what's the issue, bro? I don't recommend you to call God bro, but. And the third step is what's called bargaining. In this stage, this is where we start to question, what if I had never made that sacrifice? How would my life be if I never broke up with that girl that was corrupting me? How would my life be if I never cut off that friendship? How would my life be if I never confessed my addiction and started working on it? How would my life be if I would have stayed and let it? And the third one, I mean, not the third one, the fourth one is sadness. After bargaining, we open our eyes to the present 
and realized that we really gave it up. It really happened. And there's nothing we could do about it except maybe cry, which I recommend to do. Don't hold in your sadness. Don't hold in your tears. Don't cover your sadness with a smile. Because let me tell you, that's being fake. Even if you may think, no, I need to be happy for everybody because I'm supposed to be an example. I'm supposed to show people that it's good to be happy. But then you're kind of just like a mannequin. You don't really have emotions. You just kind of be. And, and let me tell you, that's ugly. I don't want any of you guys to be offended, but like that's... I, 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 I am allowed to say that because I've done that. Um, so I'm not trying to offend anybody, I promise. Um, and finally, once we realize how beneficial the sacrifice has been in our life, we come to the final phase, which is acceptance. This is where we realize that, you know, the sacrifice, yeah, it was hard. It was hard. You shed tears. You maybe broke walls like some kid named Kyle. Um, and, and you just, you were fed up, man. But after all those stages, you've, you come to accept that, you know, there's nothing I can do except keep striving, keep moving forward, keep learning. Learn from this sacrifice so that the next ones don't have to be so hard. Because sacrifices will always be hard, I promise. And I don't want to discourage you guys from making sacrifices in your life, but they're always going to be hard. That's why they're called sacrifices and not gifts. Um, and, and whenever we make a sacrifice to maybe pursuing God, um, there has to be a sacrifice. There has to be something that you give up, but that you deep down don't want to give up. Like, for example, for me, it'd be maybe my time, my free time that I spend practicing to be here on the worship. Um, I can use that time to be napping. You know, I love to sleep. I don't know how many guys love to sleep. Um, sleeping is the best. And I can spend all the time that I'd spend practicing sleeping. But it's, it has to be a sacrifice. And a lot of times when we make sacrifices, we tend to expense, expect something in return. Like, for example, when, like I just said, when we're pursuing God and we make these sacrifices, we expect God to be like, oh, let me, let me, let me bless you just because you did that. Let me bless you because of this. That brings us back to the story with Martha and Mary. When Martha was cleaning up the whole house, she was expecting something from, from Jesus saying, oh, Martha, thank you so much for cleaning up the house for me. You're so amazing. I love you. But that's not what he was looking for. So we have to realize that when we make these sacrifices, we can't always expect something in return because then it's not, it's not pursuing. Then it's a job. It's something that you expect to get paid for. You work and work and work just to get paid. But that's not what our job with God, not job, wrong word. That's not what our 
what our mission with God is, what our relationship with God is supposed, is supposed to be based on. It's not supposed to be based on something that we give so that we can get. No, God already gave. When he made the sacrifice to sending Jesus down, he gave to something we can never repay. Ever. So when we really do things to expect something in return, we're being selfish. I want you guys to think about that a little bit and think, am I coming to church just so I can get something good, so I can be blessed? Or am I coming to church because, you know, I like, I like spending time with God? So if you like spending time with God, then you, don't have, you, don't, you do have to come to church. But that's not all you have to do, you know? You have to have your time. You have to make the sacrifice in looking for him. And at first, I promise you, it's not going to be easy. You're going to get lazy. You're going to be like, oh, God, maybe I'll spend some time with you tomorrow. Which doesn't even happen because something that I've learned throughout my process is that you really have to live a day at a time. And that if you're planning on doing something tomorrow instead of today, what says that you're not going to, that you're going to do the same thing tomorrow? Um, got a little bit sidetracked there, but, you know. Um, and in the process of pursuing God, like I said, there has to be sacrifices or else, or else you're not really going to go anywhere. Like, and just coming to church, let me tell you, it's, it's, it's something, but it's not enough. If, if you're trying to get a relationship just from coming to church, that's like if you want to learn how to play an instrument, but all you do is go to concerts. That's like if, if, if you want to learn how to, yeah, like that's a great example. I'm going to leave it there. Um, and, and yeah, I just want you guys, um, now that we go to small groups, I want you guys to really be intentional with what you do with your, with your small group leaders and think, I hope you guys have thought about what it is that you need to sacrifice. And some of you might be thinking, how the heck do I sacrifice that? If you have maybe those friendships that you need to drop, think, how do I let go of these friends? How do I drop them without seeming rude, without, you know, being mean, or um, without them hating me? I want you guys to think of those questions and try to ask them to your small group leaders.